Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest interviewer, Run to Eat. She interviews Pirelli, a hasher who started in 1969. Here's the interview. Pirelli. Yes. Um, I know you started hashing in 1969. I did. In, Br- in Brunei. In Brunei. What brought you to your first hash run? I was working in Brunei and um, in a bank, and next door to my office was a, a, a architect's office, and there was a Scotsman working there. And the first Monday, he took me to my hash in March 1969. That was the first hash I ever went to in jungle in Brunei. What made you continue with the hash? Well, first of all, there wasn't a great deal to do in Brunei apart from drink. And uh, this was the highlight of the week, was to go and meet a lot of like-minded individuals running through the jungle. I wasn't an athlete, but I enjoyed the exercise and I most certainly enjoyed the after-hash piss-ups. How long did you hash in Brunei? Uh, About 18 months. 18 months. What is your best hash memory in Brunei? Probably uh, laying a run, getting everyone back through the jungle in, say, two or three minutes, and then having a great on-on in the jungle with some food and uh, a few beers. Yeah, that sort of thing. Where did you go next? I was then, I got married and I was transferred to Calcutta and unfortunately there was no hash in Calcutta. So from 1971 to 1973 I didn't hash at all. Then what brought you back to hashing? My next assignment with the bank was in Bahrain in 1974 and I discovered the hash there at run 98. I became the on-sec at run 101 and I was the on-sec uh, right through until I laid myself in the 200th run in uh, 1977, I think it was, and then I left and I went back to Scotland on leave. Where did you get your name? My name, I was named by a chap called Brian Reed, uh, called Gucci, of the Little Saiwan hash in Hong Kong. I, I was then working in Macau, and there wasn't a hash in Macau. But I used to run a lot, and when the race, the, the little Saiwan and the Southside hash came over, <coughs> excuse me, from Hong Kong, I would invariably lay a, lay a run for them. So I got to know them, and after a, 15 months in Macau, I was transferred to Hong Kong, and of course I went to my mother hash then, which was Little Saiwan, and I was named by Brian Reed Gucci because my surname is Calendar. And the Pirelli calendar, and that's and where what it came. year was that? That was probably uh, about 1990, 1990, 1991. So it took you several years to get named. Well, a lot of hashes that I was in abroad didn't have hash names. Uh, even today, I think the men's hash in Singapore and the men's hash in Hong Kong don't necessarily have names. I know my dad never had a hash name. No. Um, he started in 1960-something. And some of the they didn't always have hash names, didn't. yeah. Um, so, out of all of those hashes and traveling, what was your best hash memory? 
The best hash memories, I think, or the best hash I was ever in was Singapore. Uh, from 1979 to 1981, I did 102 runs in 104 weeks. I was very regular there. It was a, the biggest hash I was in, about 120 every week. It was a running United Nations, a lot of tremendous guys, some wild Australians, wild Americans, continentals, um, and it was a good hash. Although, let me say, I enjoyed it then because it was a men's hash. But after, Los a after uh, Singapore, I got transferred to the States, and I spent five years in L.A., and San Francisco running on hashes which were mixed hashes and I was converted now I, I, I prefer a mixed hash to a men's hash now but the memories were of tremendous hashes in Singapore great piss ups trying to get home in the car in one piece you know that sort of thing so what point B what makes you think that mixed hashes are the best I think uh, possibly because females bring a different dimension to the hash uh, there are some wild women around, I agree, but they bring a different dimension and they make it more, more fun of it. So what was the year that you experienced your first mixed hash? 1980, 1982. And it was all male hashes until then? Uh, yeah. That was in Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. What is your best hash memory? Oh, many, many memories. I mean, I think they're all about the same. Uh, but laying the satisfaction often of laying a trail I laid the 200th in Bahrain many years ago and when I got into the hash there they had a, they had a membership who had about 20 or 30 people and then Gulf Air expanded and they brought a lot of pilots and staff in the rugby club joined us and I laid the 200th run and I had 160 people and myself and another guy laid it and we brought them all back within three minutes well, and I, the best thing was I even got the chartered bank whom I worked for to sponsor the shirts <laughs> tell me the story of your first ever hash run what was my going god your I, head? Got, I got to go back a long time that yeah. was in 1969 I was a young man um, Brunei terrain is very mixed it can be very muddy, it's lots and lots of shiggy. You come, into, you come into shiggy and you come out with leeches on your legs. That's a lot of that. It's up and sliding down and I sort of looked to myself and went, what the hell is this all about? I must admit, I was quite, my first hash, I thought, bloody hell, can't do this. I wasn't a fit guy, but I wasn't unfit. Uh, but when we got back and then we all got together, stood around in the jungle and had a few beers, yeah, then I realised that that was, that was, the, that was the game. What is the fun, your first hash trail, when you set your first trail? Remember that, yeah. What was that like? What was going through your head? It was, it was difficult because the terrain in Bahrain, in Brunei, is jungle. And it's a matter of if you get some decent paths and trails. But sometimes you can lose your sense of direction. And so the, we, didn't, we did then at one stage, we did live here. And live hares is very frightening because uh, if you get lost, the hares will catch you, mm. the, the pack will catch you. But uh, yeah, I think I, I've, I always enjoyed laying a trail because I think it's a challenge because mm. it's not just a matter of throwing flour or paper down. It's you using your mind to try and confuse the pack. And if you can, with a combination of back checks and, uh, and forward checks, and you can actually manoeuvre the pack. 
in very different ways. But the, the, the object is, because we always said the hash is not a race. There's no prizes for being first. Mm-hmm. So you want the object is to try and put the good checks in. So when you come to a check, the slow people get a chance to catch up. And then off you go again and the bloody fast bastards all go off like fury and then we all get together. And if we can all come back together at the end, in the space of two or three minutes, you say, yeah, that's, you get a great, great, get great satisfaction out of a laying a trail and getting everyone back safely. Excellent. That brings me to my next question. What in the many years of hashing is your best hash memory? You've asked me that in way several hash memories. Um, no, the best thing, the thing that uh, not just trail everything like with all the people you've met, all oh, the things. I mean, could, what is I've the memory that dozens, just sticks in your mind that just goes? Dozens and dozens of fabulous people. If it wasn't for the hash, mm. well, I wouldn't say if it wasn't for the hash, I wouldn't have met this person, that person, the next person. I think overall, each because I've been. I was a traveller because my business, my work took me over in the world. So obviously I ran with different hashes. So shall we say the people you met in Singapore, there there were some terrific characters there, people mm. who were really incredible. Yet there were some terrific characters in California and there's no doubt about it, there are a hell of a lot of feisty <laughs> women in California and I have to admit, uh, yeah, I, there were some crackers and to, be, to have a terrific run and come back and get a few hugs not just high fives, but a few hugs from some of these Californian girls. Yeah, that would uh, that that was that was that was terrific. Great. What drives you to continue hashing now? That's a very good question because I'm now I'm now in my late seventies, so I've hashed for fifty years. Um, I think my latest goal was I've just completed my thousandth run of Glasgow, and that was a that was a target and a yardstick and I think I've got to that stage I found the weather I laid my trail in was very very bad it was sleet and snow and wet and I think that taxed me to the limit and I think that's the last trail I probably I may lay one in the summer I don't know but I think that's I'll not be doing any more hairs but I most certainly will be running hopefully until you know for the next year at least what would you tell yourself in 1969 that just started hashing that you wish you knew now? I think no. I would say I wish I had known how much pleasure that the hash would give me. The hash has been, has cast a long shadow right through my life and without the hash I would not have enjoyed so many great people and so many things so if I'd known that at the beginning I'd have thought I'm getting myself into something really good here whereas it was just a all right well we'll piss up for the night in Brunei it was the highlight of the week but I never forever thought that it would ever be 50 years later because in the days I was hashing in Brunei there was probably 500 people hashing in the Far East that was about it now there's about half a million people hashing every week so it's what I think is incredible is the way the hash the concept of the hash has taken over and how it has been so successful. And that is a, it's a tremendous success story. It really is. The next question. What would you tell future generations now just starting out on their hash adventure? I would have to say that you've got to come in with an open mind. You've got to be enthusiastic and you've got to look for the friendship you're going to get from it. It's a friendship, the camaraderie, and of course, 
think of the what you're doing for your body. Because if you run regularly, the benefits of exercise are incredible. Um, I wouldn't be as fit as I am at my age if I hadn't been hashing for 50 years. And that's what I would say. The benefits are incredible. Plus, th that's the actual running part. But think of the relationships, the friendships that you, you make. People you'll know for years. And you've always got a common uh, purpose, the hash. The other thing is, once you're in the hash and you travel around the world, wherever you go, if it's a hash house Harriers and you go to it, you'll be welcomed as a friend. What is in your future for the hash? What can you say to your future self in the hash house Harriers? Well, I think the hash you just got to say is just keep doing what you're doing. Just um, it's mostly word of mouth that it's spread. But because of technology now, I mean, there's so many hash websites, the hash in some ways has to sell itself. But then again, the hash only appeals to a certain uh, type of person. We can all know there are thousands of people who've come to the hash, had a couple of weeks and said, stuff this, this is not for me. But there's other people who grasp it with both hands and think, this is, this is fantastic. Which brings me on, what do you think is the future of the hash and what is better to get people like yourself to be have stronger longevity in the hash? <laughs> Just keep doing what, uh, what I've suggested. Come along, enter with enthusiasm, don't be frightened to take part and actually lay a run. I mean, okay, get somebody who's a, a seasoned hasher to say, right, can I go here with you? For years I've always done my own hashes. I'm a stubborn bastard. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, and you've asked me all these good things, but there are bad things about the hash too. There's downsides. Um, Tell me and, and my worst memory was I was running on the Johor Bahru 400 run in Johor Bahru, which is in south part of Malaysia and we were in I was very fit then and we were running in a quasi rubber plantation through rubber but then we came to some big ravine and we were coming down like a terrace terraces on that and I launched myself I was following following people very fast and I launched myself from about three or four feet across down and I thought I was landing on solid ground and I landed a hole in the ground there was a hole and I fell and I a pain shot up my right side and nearly blew my right ear out and I knew I'd done something serious and uh, I kind of was shaken up a bit and then my mate said right come on so we went down to the bottom and then we struggled up the other side of the ravine got on fortunately found a trail but of course we didn't know where the hell we were and it was bucketing with rain and uh, so I was dipping my ankle into puddles and eventually through luck we found the cars I packed my ankle with ice and eventually I drove back to Singapore but I can tell you, I was uh, I was hospitalised and I had a large plate put in my ankle. I was lucky I didn't die, so that was my worst memory. <laughs> Would you say, because I have an aunt on one of my things, is your scariest hash experience? Was, Would you that say was, that was your scariest was hash probably, experience? Yeah. And I've been in some trails in Hong Kong where we've been in what I would call dangerous areas. If you slipped, you could come and come to grief. But uh, by and large, no, most of the trails are reasonably safe. And I think you're, 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 you're agile. That's what's happening now. I'm not as fit on my legs as I was, so naturally, Shiggy doesn't, uh, doesn't do it. And the last question, yep. what is your best hash memory? What is something that comes to your mind that just goes, you know what, that is 
what it makes it all about? Well, I think I'd have to say some of it's from Glasgow, because when I've had my 50th, when I've had my 500th, my 500th in Glasgow was a terrific night. About 30 pe- 40 or 50 people came. I had it at the Bonacord. I ran a tab, and it was just... It was just a great night. It was, it was another milestone, and that's what the best memories are the milestones. Um, and I would say to people, keep going as, uh, as long as you can. Uh, I'm not getting as much support from She Who Must Be Obeyed than I used to. <laughs> but she thinks that I'm too old to dream things, but there you are. You do what you do, and it's like nights like tonight, but among friends and everyone, that this is what makes it all worthwhile. It's a great, a great uh, uh, shall we say, organisation. And uh, I've tried to sell it to dozens of people over the years, and a lot of people have come and have found enjoyment. Excellent. Anyway, thank you for talking. Thank you. you for, yep. Thank you, Pirelli. We have now spoken for 20 minutes. My thank God. you so much. And I really appreciate that. Well, thanks to Run to Eat for doing the interview with 52 year hasher Pirelli. This is the On On podcast. Hasher Voices, Hasher History, Hasher Stories. New episodes every week. Until next time, on on, this is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet child, coming Sweet.